Hello and welcome to Aunt Mary from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Now for our story. It was after breakfast at Aunt Mary Lane's farm on Willow Road. Aunt Mary and her niece Peggy Douglas were in Aunt Mary's bedroom making out the big four-poster bed. As it had been for the past few days, the conversation between Aunt Mary and her niece this morning had been deliberately casual, general. Each was purposely avoiding mention of the subject uppermost in her mind. The subject they had discussed a few nights before when Peggy had told Aunt Mary she intended to marry Nicholas Dorn, the young writer. Now, Peggy carefully smoothing a bright patchwork quilt, looks up at Aunt Mary as she says, This is such a beautiful quilt, Aunt Mary. I've always loved it. It is rather a pretty one, isn't it? I remember the year I made it. Randy was still a baby. I used to get him to sleep for his afternoon nap. And then I'd work on this quilt. I only wish I had the patience to do things like that. Have you seen Jane lately? Not in the last few days. Well, it's going to turn into a beautiful day after all. Mm, it looks that way. It was pretty chilly last night, though. Well, that's that. We're all finished. You run along now, dear. I'll do the picking up. Aunt Mary. Yes, Peggy? We've just been talking around in circles for days now, and... Circles? Oh, you know what I mean, Aunt Mary. I'd feel better if you just come right out and ask me. Ask you what, Peggy? Well, you must wonder, but you keep avoiding the subject. You know I was out with Nicholas last night. Why, yes, of course I do. Well, then... You must be wondering, well, what we talked about, decided. It's true that I purposely haven't brought the matter up, Peggy. I felt that when the time came, when you had something to tell me, you would. I told you how I felt. I had nothing to add to that. Well, I have something new to tell you. I saw Bill last night. You did? Yes, he came into the theater... Nicholas and I were waiting in the lobby. He came up and said he wanted to talk to me. I see. Nicholas was very nice. He, he insisted on leaving so Bill and I could talk. Not that I wanted to. What happened? Well, naturally, I was somewhat startled when Bill came in last night. After all, I don't see him very often. and It stands to reason it would give me a little shock seeing him unexpectedly like that. Yes. Of course. But it didn't mean anything. I can truthfully say that, aside from being surprised, I didn't feel a single thing. Oh, maybe a little sorry for him. He looked sort of discouraged. But that was all. He was just a person I used to know a long time ago. I see. I assure you, he doesn't mean a thing to me. Not a thing. Well, Peggy, that may be so. But I think you're missing my point. I thought I made it clear to you. But maybe I didn't. Oh, you mean about not marrying unless you're terribly in love and all that? Well, in a general way, yes. What I want you to understand, dear, is that my feeling in regard to your marrying Nicholas isn't based solely on the idea that you might still be in love with Bill. Well, that's good, because I'm not. It also has to do with my whole philosophy for living. I don't want to impose my ideas on you. But 
Well, I've had a chance to test mine, to prove them. And you think I'm too young to know what I'm doing? Well, I wouldn't put it quite that way. All right, Mary, I'm sorry. We always go round and round and then come back to the same place. I just can't agree with you. I'm sorry, too, dear. You know how I value your opinions, Aunt Mary. I've nearly always tried to see things your way. But this time, well, I just had to stick to what I believe in for myself. I'm certain that Bill Mead doesn't mean a thing to me. Not a thing. And as for his having some delusion that I'm still hurt by the way he acted, well, that's silly. I made it quite clear to him last night. You did? Yes. You see, Bill questioned me. He insisted on knowing how I felt. So I told him. You did, Peggy? No, I told him about Nicholas and me, Aunt Mary. Well, Peggy, I guess there's nothing more to say, is there? Less than an hour later, Aunt Mary walked into the lobby of the Brown Palace Hotel in Wakefield. She went straight to the house phone over in the corner and made a brief call. A few minutes after that, the elevator doors opened and a young man stepped out. It was Nicholas Dorn. He hurried over to greet Aunt Mary. Good morning, Aunt Mary. You're in town bright and early, I see. Good morning, Nicholas. Maybe it's a bit too early for you. You look rather sleepy. That's what comes of sitting up with a good book. Nicholas, I... Uh... I want to talk to you for a minute. Shall we sit down? All right. I wasn't surprised when you called a few minutes ago. I rather expected to hear from you. It's about Peggy, isn't it? Yes. I think I know all the things you're going to say, Aunt Mary. Do you? Yes. How foolish it is to base a marriage on anything but love. That cheating oneself. That a marriage founded only on mutual respect and comradeship lacks the most important element. You're quite right, Nicholas. At least you do understand. Certainly I do, Aunt Mary. You know, Nicholas, that day we had the long talk at the dentist's office. I was under the impression we'd made an agreement that you wouldn't approach Peggy regarding the marriage. At least, not for some time. Perhaps it did seem like an agreement, what we said that day. Although I didn't give you an actual promise. I didn't think you had to. I didn't think it was necessary. As a matter of fact, Aunt Mary, I had the very best intentions to follow your advice that day. But things just worked out differently. I hardly realized what was happening myself. Before I knew it, Peggy and I had, well, we'd reached a decision. I'm sorry you disapproved because I'm just as anxious for Peggy's happiness as, as anyone could be. I believe you. But the trouble is, you don't love Peggy. The feeling I have for Peggy is more than love, Aunt Mary. Deeper, more constant. But you see, I don't believe that any feeling can be more than love. Well, I'm sorry we're on opposite sides and there doesn't seem to be any meeting ground. All we can hope is that the truth may be established by the actual facts. How it turns out. Nicholas, if I thought that Peggy honestly agreed with your theories about marriage... I give you both my blessing. Because in that case, there's a possibility that 
the kind of marriage you have in mind might actually succeed. But I'm pretty sure that deep down in her heart, Peggy has her doubts. Doubts she won't admit even to herself. I think she's influenced by what you think. I know what you mean, Aunt Mary. And for a while, I was pretty worried about that myself. But believe me, I've questioned Peggy, tested her. I've gone to great pains to be sure that she is sure. I believe she is. I can't just fold up now, in spite of my respect for you, my affections even. But you see, Nicholas, I'm just as sure as you are, just as positive that Peggy is confused. But if you follow your plan, you'll both be unhappy. Well, what are we going to do now, Aunt Mary? I have to do what I believe. You're right, Nicholas. We do have to follow what we believe. That's why I'm going to tell you. I'm going to do everything I can to persuade Peggy to abandon the plan she's made with you. I see. Well, Aunt Mary, thanks for letting me know what I'm up against. Aunt Mary felt very sorry for the young man sitting dejectedly in the lobby. She walked back to the car. It wasn't that she didn't like Nicholas. She did. But she was absolutely certain that the marriage he and Peggy were contemplating would have disastrous results. Could only lead to unhappiness. Meanwhile, it was so important for Peggy to take no definite step. To wait and see what developments the next few weeks might bring. 